The Anton Savage Show on News Talk. Now, he is, of course, Michal Martin. Due to stand down, Fianna Fáil leader hands in his... He high-fives Leo Varadkar. We are joined to talk about this with Sinn Féin TD Louise O'Reilly, the party spokesperson on enterprise, trade and employment, and also Jennifer Carol McNeil, Fine Gael TD for Dunleary uh, on the line. Jennifer, we'll come to you first of all. You're going to be heading into the Dáil very shortly. Michal Martin steps away after two years. A positive, a good two years um, or lots more still to build on? Oh, both. I mean, it was a difficult two years. We had a COVID crisis. We had a, a jobs crisis. We had to try to support people throughout the COVID crisis. We've had Brexit going on all the time in that. And then a, a ground war in Europe and the impact on gas prices and inflation. That is a, an exceptionally difficult time by anybody's standards. But throughout that period, Michal Martin, his Taoiseach and the government have been able to provide financial supports to people, have been able to recover the economy to the lowest unemployment since the early 2000s. Really an exceptional outcome um, coming out of a pandemic and all of the job losses and changes that we saw and has you know enough money to be able to try to provide supports to people to provide support in relation to energy prices and other cost of living prices coming up into Christmas over the last number of months. Yes, uh, so uh, it has uh, been a very difficult period but I think the government has really worked well together and, and I expect it to continue to work well. There's no doubt that year. they have done their best in that but and they have still plenty of money in the coffers as well that could be there available to help people out when we see the amount of surplus money that is coming in this year as well. Tell me about what are the biggest mistakes that Micheál Martin has made that you would hope Leo Varadkar could change? I think it's very difficult. I mean, like one of the difficult things with COVID was the imperfect information that you always have, you know, and I think government at the end of the day, decisions get to government because they're really difficult decisions and that's and it, and it's appropriate that government is making them, but you're always making them trying to get the best of information that you can. I think particularly with COVID, that was such an evolving experience scientifically, medically, in terms of the advice on public health, how that was evolving with European partners and what they were doing. So you're trying to make inf- good decisions for the maximum number of people all the time, but doing so with imperfect information. And I, mean, I think that was that must have been a really difficult challenge and a really difficult balance for Michael Martin and others to Jennifer, try to strike all the way through. You talk about imperfect information. I mean, we were trying to do the news every morning. Speaking of imperfect yeah. information, uh, uh, for the public, the information was completely imperfect because you had one person saying one thing from the coalition, another member of the coalition saying something completely different. So if you feel that the whole COVID message was difficult within the coalition, I found it very, very difficult as a member of the public trying to read what was going on. Um, Louise O'Reilly, of course, from Sinn Féin's point of view, not really a surprise, you're shaking your head with that. In terms of the biggest mistakes that they made in the opening two years, what do you think? Well, I think what we uh, will see this afternoon, um, people are calling it a, a switcheroo or you know, Lanigan's ball or pokey cokey or whatever you want to call it. it. It won't represent any change in policy. So we need to look at where the the government, the, the Fine Gael, Fianna Fáil policies have led us to. So they have led us to the longest health waiting lists, the most number of people waiting for a procedure in the history of this state. They have also led us to 11,500 people living in emergency accommodation, um, 3,800 of whom are children. So, you know, and we are also in the middle of a cost of living crisis. I mean, the President of Ireland didn't describe housing as a disaster for no reason. So I think the government's failure to deal with these issues 
not so much they didn't deal with them it's the fact that they got progressively worse on their watch long ever before we had COVID long ever before we had uh, the in, uh, invasion of Ukraine but we had these fair, crises To Jennifer she's talked we have gone through COVID we have gone through we're going through a cost of crisis nobody could have foreseen what was going on what was going to come in Ukraine and I was listening to Michael McGrath talk about some of the Sinn Féin's policy fairy tale stuff. I mean, realistically, what difference could Sinn Féin make in this? Well, I think uh, a change of government is what people want. Uh, I don't think people want more of the same, Tommy, because I think when people look at where the numbers on, on in emergency accommodation, the numbers waiting for treatment, the fact that the government have failed to get to grips with it, I think what people want is a change of government. I mean, shoveling around, you know, shifting around the chairs, changing personalities, that is not going to deliver for people. Well, well as you say that, but you, Sinn Féin could propose Mary Lou Macdonald today, of course, which looks like that's not going to happen. And we'll come to talk about that in a minute. But I realise that uh, Jennifer is not going to be, you're going to have to be heading into the doll very soon, Jennifer. So what do you say about that? I mean, like, it's no, it, it's the truth that we're at record rent prices, record price, uh, house prices, emergency accommodation. I mean, the INMO I was reading yesterday about nurses, two thirds of them are talking about leaving, emigrating because they can't afford to live in Ireland. The, um, there's no question but that we have ongoing challenges in relation to health and housing as we do in Northern Ireland as well where Sinn Féin have been in government yeah, for a very well, long time. Yeah, well let's not talk about well, that. I mean that's a different why not talk, Sorry, why not talk about that because you criticise it in relation to this Because they can't even get into government the up there. I mean that's They've not... They've been in government, Tommy, for, for a very long time there. They have been in government for a very long time. Okay, well let's talk about isn't working. as but long as right, Fine Gael these have are been... The challenges. These are the challenges that face our country today and will continue to face the next government and that and, and we and we are never we have always got the, these huge pieces of work to do. But what's important today is that this was the, irrespective of what Louise says, this was the outcome of the election. People voted for this combination of parties and we've been able to put together a government that represents the outcome of the election. And we're going into a transition of the Taoiseach's office now, which has never happened in this way in Ireland before. And it's happening in what I believe to be a stable, predictable, managed sort of way. And that might sound very boring, but political stability is actually really important. Particularly now when you look across Europe and you look at some of the political volatility and instability that was there before the Ukrainian crisis but has certainly amplified but since then. There's no and doubt about that, Jen. You can't talk, you but, can't but talk about stability. Sorry, I mean, what finished. kind of stability sorry, is there for sorry, people on, Louise, living in emergency accommodation? Come on, Jennifer. Excuse me, Louise. Sorry, Louise. What I'm talking about is, is a macro issue. It's about political stability. And I think we can sometimes take that for granted or we can talk it down. But, but it's Jennifer, really, really 12 important. years, Gael have been... And today is an important day for our political structure to be able to move through in a stable, predictable way. Jennifer, without, without 12 years, Fine Gael have been year. a part of the government. Rent has risen 82% in those 12 years. And that is not the same right across government. That is just here in Ireland. 82% rent increases in Fine Gael's time as a part of the government. Surely, slow and steady, whatever you're saying, is that really... No, that's not what I'm saying. That's not the same thing as what I'm saying, Tommy. What I'm talking about is that we're going through a once in, the first time that we've ever gone through a political transition of this kind. And I'm just saying that it's an, it's important that it happened in a stable and predictable way. That is a big thing. Political stability is a big thing for foreign direct investment. It's a big thing, especially for a small open economy like ours. What I'm simply noting is that this is the first time this has ever happened and that this is an important transition when you look at how much political volatility there is across Europe. That doesn't take from any of the individual issues that we have to deal with in this country 
country. But today is a different and notable day, if only for the fact that it is transitioning in such a stable, predictable way. Well, it hasn't happened yet, but like, you know, it, but, but yeah. that's what we expect to happen. We're not and expecting. That is, you know, that is a reasonable thing to note in itself because it isn't a given and it's, it's something that, you know, is appropriate to mark. Yeah, okay. Well, but listen, I do need to go into the doll. Jennifer, I know you do. Listen, thank you so yeah. much for joining us. I really, really appreciate that. Um, Jennifer, Carol McNeil, Finnegale TD. Um, have a good day, I suppose, in the doll. This is a, a big day. It's a momentous day, I suppose. Historic. Uh, Louise, do you think stable, when we see what's going on over in the UK, when we see with Brexit talk, with so much, people not knowing like having no, stability I mean, I, is I a good thing is, to be to be totally honest I think it is a bit rich for somebody in government uh, to eulogise the need for stability uh, and to talk it up in that way because in fact the people who are living in emergency accommodation people who have a notice to quit who are spending the last Christmas in their homes uh, in the next couple of weeks people who are on health waiting lists you know, people who can't go outside when there's frost because they're afraid they're going to break their hip people like that do not have any stability and if the government really 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 placed a value on stability well then they would step up to the plate and they would actually address the crisis but it has got worse. We've had 12 years of Fine Gael in government Tommy and year on year the situation for ordinary citizens is disimproving and it is a bit so what would you do to talk about stability. What, like, what would you do when we're talking about the housing problem uh, because I mean you're talking about trying to the vacant properties I mean these things can't happen straight away. They, they're going to have to take time but and the government are doing what they can. No, if no? I, Look if the government were doing all that they could, they would have declared a housing emergency because declaring a housing emergency means that they will actually pull every single lever that they have and they will they will address it with an emergency response. They point blank refuse. Not only do they refuse to call a housing emergency, but the Minister for Housing refuses to recognise the scale of the crisis. So if people aren't prepared to confront the well, scale of the crisis, well then I'm, I'm afraid they need to get out of the way and make way for a government that will. Well, Darrell O'Brien, to be fair, he passed the motion of no confidence. Yes, because none of them want an election. I said that in the doll, uh, uh, speaking on the motion of no confidence. They, they know, do you they knew think what the they people had to do. want no, an election? Because they knew what they had to do. They had to go into the doll that night. They had to defend their man or face an election and that's what they did. But I can tell you, there was no enthusiasm on the government benches for uh, for defending their minister. Who could defend that record? Highest rents, 82% rise in rents since Fine Gael took over. And we, we see in Europe, by comparison, it's 18% mm-hmm. for a similar period. We're are way out of step. We cannot blame international factors for the crisis that the government have caused at home. No, but to be fair to Jennifer, they know this. They know this is the problem. Whether they've got the right bricks in place to build to try and get it, but they're but talking they're the about they built. Tommy, they're, I mean, they, they have to put but the bricks built, in place. That is literally their job. But their they have job built is not record to do houses. what they're doing today, which is swap over power and you know that hokey cokey or whatever you want to call it. That is not their job. Their job is to look after every single one of the citizens. And do you know what? We wouldn't have the president of Ireland, who respects his role and very rarely makes political statements, make a statement uh, describing housing as a disaster, were it not for the fact that this is a very serious issue and it gets worse time and time again year on year it is getting worse To be fair we have a message from Rory saying here rents have raised 82% since a historic low in 2011 of course it was the crash back then so maybe to try and gauge it from that is a little bit different but we've also a message coming in I've been renting out a property since 2008 the rent is 14 in 14 years is up 13.8% due to rent caps but I am the landlord they're trying to leave the market whenever you think about Sinn Féin though Looking at the recent poll, Sunday Times Behaviour and Attitudes poll, Sinn Féin 34% support. But if you look at Fine Gael 23, Fine Fall 21, there still is 
that support for the coalition. Oh yeah, and we see it today. You know, the the, the lads will change. Uh, they'll, they'll swap positions. They'll swap over their seats. They won't. There won't be a change in policy. I mean, it is beyond me why they don't merge. They're pretty much the same party. They've indicated their intention to go out to the next election as uh, as a unit. The two um, right wing conservative parties. They may as well merge. But, but we want Sinn to Fein, offer people a real alternative. But if Sinn Fein were to go in to into government, do you have the candidates available? Yes. You've got them trained up. They're all picked up, ready to go. We are well, why the did same you as every... No, let me finish now. The same as every political party. Candidate selection is incredibly important. It's an ongoing thing. We have had some selection conventions but and we will have more. some of them as well. I mean, who haven't had those huge amount of years in politics, maybe compared to the other parties. But if you go back to uh, the election in 2011, virtually the entire cabinet the one that we're you know we're all going to be expected to eulogise today because not very much has changed Ver- I don't think I don't think people are eulogising I mean had, well let me make, make let me make the point virtually the entire cabinet had zero uh, experience. There were a lot of new TDs elected. So you get experience by doing. But the one thing and the thing that makes Sinn Féin different to the two uh, three government parties is that we are firmly rooted in our communities. We are listening to what people are saying. We are responding on the ground and we are available to people. This government are not. So why was Mary Lou or why is she not going to be proposed today? Why did Sinn Féin because make that decision? Because we want a change of government. We we know that today is about a switcheroo um, you know, whatever you want to call it. We want a change in government. What we want to see is a change in direction and a change in policy. Nobody can defend the policies of this government because we can see all around us where they have led us to. Yeah, I mean it'd be really interesting to hear from people at home at the minute as well. Louise is a great idea to declare a housing emergency but no practical solutions ever. I mean that's what people but say, fairy have, tale politics, nothing practical, the, it's very very Tommy, different. you could line the walls of this studio and this building with housing policies that Sinn Féin has proposed and indeed legislation that we have tabled. Owen O'Brien has literally written books about housing. So we have the plan. We have the policies. We need to get rid of some of the bureaucracy. So we know that there are planning permissions at the moment that are live, that could be acted on. And yet we see that they're not acted on. We need to get rid of that bureaucracy. We need to clear that out of the way. The problem is, and this is the frustrating thing, because any time there's planning applications forward, either Sinn Féin, oppose it or vice versa. I we mean, and this, people, we, we people the, want, look, they want you're, progress. You're confusing, and this no, you're, conf- you're confusing two things now. Sinn Féin have and will object to the um, building of building, yeah, to the handover of public land for developments that are private developments. We believe that you should build public housing on public land. That's a really important thing. And if the government were to start to actually action that, we would see an appreciable difference. We have a dysfunctional market because we have people who should be in social housing who well, are the government have the said that market, and they are pushing up the over fifty percent of the houses built this year have been stated and and are help funded by the government the as well. Listen, authorities g- in Dublin haven't built one single social home, so that that is their record in government. Sinn Fein will build social housing. Uh, there f- is a fundamental difference. five three one zero six. Get your text into us uh, here at the cost of thirty cent. We'd love to hear from you as well, Louise O'Reilly, Sinn Fein TD. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. The Anton Savage Show, Saturday morning at nine on News Talk.